Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. We just welcome everybody online. I hope you have a wonderful service today, wherever you're at. If you're watching online, you can watch Freedom Ministries again at 1030. This is our prayer time, and uh, God just started speaking. I always go against the natural. I, that's just what I do, and that's the calling on my life. And so at the beginning of the week, I woke up with this word, put your mask on. And there's so much, so much about debating about the mask and all those things. And, you know, I just don't get into all those if, if I'm not fasting and praying and getting a word for the president, then, you know, I, I don't need to be debating. Timothy says don't be debating because it leads into more arguing. That's what it does. So if we really have a burden and we're not just wanting to show, show ourselves, show our self-righteousness off, he spoke to me and said, put the mask on. And I said, God, what does that mean? And he started... The first example that he showed me was in Luke chapter 1. There'll be a lot of scriptures in this example, but I'm going to bring out some of them as I read it. Uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 5. It's interesting because it's, you know, Luke tells, tells the story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus. But at this point, I'm going to talk about John the Baptist. Ha ha. Verse 5, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zechariah of the course of Abigail, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous. Okay, let's hear that. They were both righteous, but she was barren. We're going to find out why she was barren, one of the reasons that she was barren walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, so they were righteous, and he was also doing what God called him to do. He was doing what he was supposed to do in the temple. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying. So wait a minute. He's righteous. He's doing his call. And people are praying. That all sounds real good. And it is good. They were praying outside at the time of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Why did the angel come? Because they were praying. Angel wouldn't have came if they wasn't praying. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. 
But the angel said to him, Fear not, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. In that time, they didn't do that. He should have been called Zechariah after his father. And you shall have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. You know, Julie's son was filled with the Holy Ghost when she was pregnant, Prius. I remember when that happened. I remember that when she got pregnant, it was a turning point in her life. She was married, you know, to Stephen, but they were still partying. And when she found out she was pregnant, she didn't know. And she had been partying. Well, she sat in the kitchen floor and just cried out from her toenails. And her mama and brother Orr prayed with her. And she felt something jump in her belly. And at Thanksgiving dinner this year, Chris said the prayer over us for Thanksgiving. So he was filled with the Holy Ghost in the womb. Somebody say, when I want a baby, I want my baby filled with the Holy Ghost from the womb. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And y'all intercessors, you want your babies filled from the belly, the ones you're birthing in the kingdom of God. You want them filled with the Holy Ghost from the womb where you're carrying them in your belly. You're carrying them in intercession. You're travailing for them, and they can be filled with the Holy Ghost from your womb, your spiritual womb. Shakabah. And many of the children of Israel shall be t turned to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. See, that's an evangelist. That's an evangelist. To make ready a people to be prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? <clears throat> For I am old, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I'm Gabriel. In other words, why are you doubting me? I'm an angel, number one. And he says, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And you're just asking me how this can happen. You're just bringing doubt on the scene. And the angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And behold, you shall be dumb and not be able to speak. Well, we talked about today, put the mask on. Until the day that these things shall be performed, because you don't believe me. Why was she barren? Unbelief. Unbelief will make us barren. You don't believe me. So you're not going to be able to talk until this word is performed. And the people waited for Zechariah to come out because he was in there so long. And when he came out, he couldn't speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. For he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So there was a mask on Zechariah because of his unbelief. But if he wouldn't have put the mask on, he wouldn't have found out he had unbelief. If the angel of the Lord wouldn't shut his mouth, he wouldn't have found out that's the reason that his wife couldn't have a baby. So sometimes we need to muzzle our own mouth. We need to quit speaking death. We need to quit speaking doubt. We need to quit saying, 
I don't know if that's right. Who made us the judge over someone else? The Bible said, who is another man's servant's judge? The word is the judge. I'm not the judge. All I do is preach the word. If there's something that I don't think's right, if I preach on it, it'll get exposed and conviction will come. I don't have to judge in my heart. I don't have to stay away from people and judge what they're doing. Amen. <coughs> Let's go to verse 45. Right before this, uh, you know, they came to meet Mary and uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. All this time, her husband can't talk. In verse 45, it says, Blessed is she that believed. Talking about Mary. Because what was the difference in Mary and Elizabeth and Zacharias and Joseph? Because Mary said, Be it unto me according to your word. She didn't doubt. She didn't ask questions when God spoke. She didn't try to figure it out. She said, be it unto me as the Lord has spoken. So, so Elizabeth's calling her blessed. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. You want a performance for your prayers? Woo! There shall be a performance. When I preached in Chicago, they said that a lot. The African people, the church that we were at, they would say it all the time. They would say, when you preach today, Apostle, there's going to be a performance. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to perform. But right here, he says, there's going to be a performance because you believe. Shakabai. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Let's look at verse 67. And the father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Ghost because when the baby was born, they said, we're going to call, call him Zachariah. Mary said, no, his name's going to be John. I mean, Elizabeth. She said, no, his name's going to be John. Why? She was believing at this point, you know. When she got around Mary, she started believing too. And he says, no, his name's going to be called John. So what happened after that is Zechariah came out and his mouth was loose, his tongue was loose, and he could talk again, and the mask came off, and he started prophesying over his son. Woo! When you read 67 on down to first 80, Zechariah is saying that, that this man's came to save souls, and he's going to bring people out of bondage, and he's talking about his own son because he got filled with the Holy Ghost when the mask came off. But he had to go through that time so he could see what was the root of the problem. Shakabah. He said, God has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He was saying what his son's going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in verse 67, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. Shakabah. Sate. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. So I said, God, where else? Where else did they have a mask? Hannah. What did Hannah do? The Bible says in 1 Samuel, verse 1, verse 9 and 11 through 13, that she didn't open her mouth 
but her soul was poured out to God because she couldn't have a baby. She was barren. She was barren. Let's look over here at First Samuel, if I've marked it. Sean got up by Sate. First Samuel, verse 9. First Samuel 1, verse 9. So Hannah was weeping because she couldn't have a child. So Hannah rose up after they, they had eaten, and Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was bitter in her soul, and prayed to the Lord and wept sorely. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on this affliction of your handmaid and don't forget me, but will give me a child, I'll give him back to you. And it came to pass that she continued praying, verse 12, Eli marked her mouth. Eli marked her mouth, put a mask on it. Woo, we got to watch our words. Because she quit complaining and she started crying out from the very depths of her soul to the Lord. Because the Bible says that she spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. And Eli said, how long are you going to stay drunk? She said, I'm not drunk. I'm a woman sorrowful of spirit. And I'm crying out to my God. So because she did that, God gave her a son, one of the greatest prophets. Some people say Samuel was the greatest prophet. One of the greatest prophets was born through her mouth being shut, but her heart crying out to God. See, people will tell you you can't do that. I believe in opening your mouth and praying, but I also believe sometimes you've been through so much pain that you can't even open your mouth. You ever been there? It's like I can't even pray. He hears, he hears that inner man. I believe there's people that's dying on their deathbed, and they may not can say, I invite Jesus, but they can cry out in their heart because I've prayed with them in the hospitals, and they couldn't talk to me, but I felt the presence of God, the heavens open, and the Spirit of God go in this particular man. And his mom was sitting over there, his Tim's cousin, and he was brain dead, they said. But I fasted and prayed, and I went to the hospital in front of this unsaved mama. And Tim's, he's, he's throwing up, seeing his cousin like that, and left the room. And I stood on this step, and I said, Stephen, just invite Jesus in your heart right now. He's going to come in. And the heavens opened. It's like the roof opened. And, and the Spirit of God came in that man. And when I walked off, I hugged his mama, walking out the room, and he started going, ah! he didn't want me to leave. And God was confirming that Stephen got saved because before I got there, God gave me a word in James and said, is any sick among you? Let the elders of the church come and pray. And he said, the Lord will forgive them of their sin and raise him up. He said, I'm going to raise him up, but he's going to die, but I'm going to raise him to heaven. See, I got that word before I walked in that room, and that's why I wasn't throwing up too when he couldn't breathe and all that manifestation of uh, 
was coming out of his mouth. And I had authority to lay hands on him and really raise the dead so he could accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Hey, and nothing's impossible. We just got to put a mask on it sometimes and then open our mouth when he says and he'll fill it. He said, we're going to be judged for every idle word, everything that we just want to say. He said, put all corruption out of your mouth. Get it out of your mouth. He said, uh, Daniel, he said, I'm going to shut the mouth of the lion, and the lion can't destroy you. And the king's like, everybody's going to serve Daniel's God. Everybody's going to serve Daniel's God because he, he, uh, <laughs> he can conquer lions. <laughs> he can subdue lions. And the Bible says, Daniel 6, verse 23, that no hurt came to Daniel because he believed. Ooh. Read it. Daniel 6, verse 23. God shut the mouth of the lion because Daniel believed. Let's get doubt out of our mouth. Let's get fear out of our mouth. Let's put a mask on the negative that comes out of our mouth. Hey, what about David and Abigail? David said to Nabal, my men need something to eat. He said, who are you? See, that's what people do when they don't honor you. <laughs> that's what they did to Jesus, too. His father's a carpenter. He couldn't do any mighty works there because of their unbelief. So she was a little wise. I don't know where she got that wisdom. But David said, I'm just going to come back and kill your whole family. Nabal, that's who I am. I'm David, the king. I'm Y'all all going to be destroyed tomorrow. Ab Abigail goes home. And she don't talk to Nabal when he's drunk. She put a mouth mask on. See, our flesh wants to get in there right now and tell them what for. Especially people that live with us. The Bible says that our enemies will be of our own household. So sometimes we want to get carnal with them and treat everybody else good. I see a, I love men. I know women have their things. But I live this with my daddy. And I lived it with someone else a long time ago. They, they want to do everything for everybody else but their family. And everybody in town thinks they're great, but they treat their family like hell. Why do they do that? Because it's not about the people that they're helping. It's about them because they look good. And they know they already have their family. So, God, we just pray conviction on that, Lord, because you see it. You see what happens in the home. So Abigail didn't say nothing to Nabal that night. The next morning, she loaded up the camels, figs, all kind of stuff, food, bread, took it to David and his men. She caught David's eye because you know why? She didn't blame Nabal. She blamed herself. Forgive us. You know, forgive me. She didn't blame her husband. She covered him. And because she didn't blame him, 
she went back, and in, within three days, the Bible said he had a stroke and fell over and died. Well, who did David remember? He went and got Abigail and married her, and she was married to the king because she put a mask on it when that mean husband. Woo, that's a word. She put a mask on it when it wasn't easy. She put a mask on it when she could have just left him. She put a mask on it when, when it, it just would made her feel good to vent. Me and Evangelist Monica were talking this morning, and, you know, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and it don't seem very popular, but I love it. If you sow to the Spirit, you reap life. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. What does that mean? In them times where you want to open your mouth, I want to open my mouth. If I shut it, I'm going to reap life. If I go ahead and vent, I'm going to reap death. What does that mean? That means I'm going to reap something from the natural back. I learned a long time ago, if I was so the spirit in those circumstances, I'm going to reap spirit back. And with God, there's multiplication, not subtraction. So I'm going to reap more than I sowed. And I've proven this in my own relationships with my husband. Now I'm just looking at him. I'm just looking at him because he's, he's always disarming the enemy with me. I'm like, Jesus, this works. Hallelujah. You can turn every relationship around if you're willing to sow to the Spirit. Sow to the Spirit. Go tell God about it. Don't tell them. Go, t go tell God how they made you feel and love them. He said, bless those that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. That's God's way. Amen. Whew. Acts 8.32. Jesus was like sheep led to the slaughter. But he opened not his mouth. Ooh, Jesus put a mask on it. <laughs> when they were ripping out his beard. When they said, if you're the king, then come down off this cross. You know they was laughing hard because he was stripped, naked, bleeding. And he's telling them he's God's son. They were laughing and making fun of him. But he opened not his mouth until he said, it is finished on that cross. It's finished because he put a mask on it. It's finished because he was lived in victory on the earth. It's finished because he could go to hell and tell the devil, give me those keys back. Because there comes a time, like with Zechariah, that you get to open your mouth again. And when you do, you're going to speak life and you're going to prophesy. And you're going to go in the kingdom of darkness and take back what he stole from you. What's that old song, going in the enemy's camp and take it back because you've lived in victory over it on this earth. And Revelation tells, you, tells us over and over what you're going to receive if you're an overcomer. It's not just one crown. It's a bunch of them. To the overcomer, they're going to get this. To the overcomer, they're going to get that. Well, I can overcome anything when it's easy. 
I can overcome anything when you're not in my face calling me whatever you want to call me. Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Jeremiah said, Jeremiah said, I want to put a mask on it because I get fought so hard for preaching the gospel. And he said, and I've, I've been there, you know. It's like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. But it's like a fire shut up in your bones. And if you don't do it, your soul is sick because you know you called to do it and you don't have a taste of it and you got to do it again. And you got to take the mask off to, to preach the word of God. What's another one? Ooh. Jericho. <laughs> I had to put a mask on for six days and walk around it like, we got the victory. We got the victory. We got the victory. But they couldn't say it. Seventh day. Shout. And the walls fell down. See, there's a sign of disarming the enemy. Because seven means completion. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut until that day comes where God says, you can take it off now. Because by then I'm going to be dead in that area and I'm going to respond right. What y'all have to do down there? Quiet out? 24 hours, 48 hours? They had to be quiet. Couldn't look at nobody, talk to nobody. <laughs> If people wanted to leave, they had to go 24 hours and think it over. And then most time they didn't want to leave, you know. He said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Just deal with it. Let's look at Matthew 15, 8 through 20. Almost through. Somebody said, I'm going to put a mask on it when I need to. <laughs> Matthew 15, 8. This people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart's far from me, Jesus said. He don't care about all them vain prayers and all that stuff. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And he called them and said, Hear and understand, not that which, which, go, not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man, but that which comes out of the mouth, that's what defiles a man. Then came his disciples and said, Know ye that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this? Oh, we're not supposed to offend nobody when we preach. Jesus said, Don't be offended in me. So he was always offending them. <laughs> if you got a pastor that don't never offend you, and they preach three times and you ain't been offended yet, you might want to do another one. Because <laughs> that means they're not pricking nothing in you. They're not bringing no conviction. They're not stepping on your toes. Michelle was living in Little uh, Hot Springs one time with her husband when they first got married. And she said, they try every church. There was one Assembly God in church that she said they liked okay. But she said, Mama... If I keep going to these churches, I'm going to slide off the pew and go to hell. She said, there's no conviction. So she <laughs> said, Casey, 
you know, they'd drive me home every weekend, two and two and a half hours, and they did that for Andrew until they eventually moved here. He quit his job, uh, financial advisor, in this big fancy place, and went to work at Walmart and lived with their daddy. So she could get the word. So she didn't go to hell. Amen. He says, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall in the ditch. Verse 14. He said, do you yet not understand? Do not you yet understand that whatsoever enters in the mouth goes in the belly and is cast out in the drop? But those things which proceed out of your mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness. And these are the things which defile a man. But to eat, but to eat with unwashed hand defiles a man. He's saying it's not the things that go in, it's the things that come out. So somebody say, I'm going to put a mask on it today. The Bible says that he'll give us an answer for every man, that our mouth is seasoned with grace, and he'll give us an answer for every man. You know, people told me this, and I, I was perplexed by this. Acts 8, uh, no, Matthew 12, 36, 37. We read that every other word, okay? Um, trying to find this one. People would tell me, say, you don't. You need to think about what you're going to say. See, a prophet don't really think about it, and they just say it. Luke 21, 11 through 15. And I have asked God about this. I said, maybe I need to wait about three minutes before I say it when I know to say it. But he gave me the word on it. Somebody said, I got to get the word on it. <laughs> Luke 21, 11 through 15 says, let me see if I got the right place. Uh, yeah. A great earthquake shall be in divers' place. So da, 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 da. Let's go down to verse 13. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. He's talking about things that's going to happen before you get to heaven. And then verse 14 says, Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what you shall answer. Because when you meditate, and this is what I always thought, if I think about my answer, then I'm going to my mind. I want to learn to talk out of my spirit. I want to learn to, I, I train myself to learn how to hear God by closing my eyes. And not looking around. And I missed it a lot of times. I'd be over here, and I, when I first would, I open my eyes, I see Mama praying for somebody over there. I run over there to help her, and she go, and I go home and cry. I can't hear you, God. I go to prayer all the time. I still can't hear you. So then the next time, I was like, see, you don't shut down at that time. You don't shut down at that time. Most people do because you're embarrassed or whatever. I come back over here, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn this. Holy Spirit, tell me when she needs help. So one day I was sitting here, and I felt something. 
to go help her. And I opened my eyes, and I, she was praying for somebody, and I ran over there, and it was right that time. So I learned to train myself to hear the Spirit by closing my eyes. If we're still looking around, we're in our mind. If we're looking around in prayer, noticing, if you're aware of your surroundings, you're in your mind. You're not. Now, administrators and people that have to do those things, they got to be aware at a certain degree, but they still need to be led by their spirit. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2 8, Jesus is going to stop them by the spirit of his mouth. So there comes a time where we get to open our mouth, and then that's when it's going to work for us. Amen. Have you ever had anybody that you felt was judging you? Dang, it, that is, that's one of the worst things ever. Well, in, in Luke 11.54, it says, The Pharisees waited to see if they can catch Jesus saying anything wrong with his mouth. And usually when people's about ready to leave this church, that's what they do. They sit there and try to, it's almost, I felt one time something, they're sitting there with a notebook, but it wasn't a real notebook. And they're trying to catch me, say something wrong, so they can justify why they leave. Well, just leave. <laughs> if you don't agree with this vision, just go find you another one to agree with. I'm not trying to be harsh, but you don't got to justify it. Just say, I feel like God's calling me somewhere else. Amen. That's pretty easy to me. Luke 21 verse 19 tells us to possess our own souls. Mind, will, emotions. Because that's what causes us to speak. Those things we don't need to speak. He said we need to be able to possess that. We need to have self-control. And I promise you, if you'll start putting a mask on your mouth and dying in those areas... You won't stay in that circumstance. Because mm -mm. he's a God of resurrection power. And if I die, if I lose my life, I'm going to gain it. That's his word. He said, no man's going to give up houses, lands, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, in this life that he don't receive back a hundredfold. And either the word's true or it's not true. Colossians 3.8 says, put all filthy communication out of your mouth. Matthew 17, 27, when God gets ready to open our mouths, things happen, miracles happen. Because he told Peter, he said, go get the fish out of that mouth and pay our debt off. It's going to be debt cancellation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation 10, 9 through 11, he told John, eat the scrolls. Eat the scrolls. Eat the word of God. Put the word of God in your mouth. It's going to be sweet as honey to you but then it's going to turn bitter because it's going to bring conviction <laughs> it's going to bring something to make us change hallelujah so god i just want to pray over our mouths lord and we just want to stop all let me just say this if you don't have a family member that's been uh, affected by covid i'm not a covid advocate but i'm also not a fighting it advocate like fighting it in the natural because I have a daughter whose immune system is low 
I have a sister whose immune system is low. And in order her, whenever we didn't come to church for a minute and we came back, the Holy Ghost said, Julie don't need to come. See, the Holy Ghost is not self-righteous. Everybody's situation is not the same. We can't put everybody in a box and say, y'all don't need to wear no mask. Well, my brother's... My brother that I just found, you know, about six months ago, uncle just died of COVID in Monroe. His sister's boyfriend died of COVID. So, yes, it is affecting some people. And sometimes we need to put a mask on it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We magnify your name, God. I thank you that you're going to bring conviction in any area where our, our tongue is loose and it says whatever it wants to, God. Jesus said, I don't say anything that my father didn't say. I don't do anything he didn't do. So, God, I thank you that, that we're going to we're going to put a mask on our mouth when we need to, Lord. And we're going to watch our words, God. You said in your word to pray for a guard over our mouth, Lord. And we pray a guard over our mouth right now in any area that we're not right in our mouth. You said out of the mouth proceeds blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. And we just speak life. We be like Zechariah and speak life, God. And we prophesy to the dead things and tell them to come back to life. We call things that be not as though they were, Lord. I thank you that we're going to be prophesying with our mouth good things of God. You said every good thing comes from heaven, comes from the Father above. Lord, I thank you that it's got to come out of our mouth. Before we see it happen in the natural, it's got to come out of our mouth, God. I thank you for showing us when we put take the mask off our mouth is when we're fixing to prophesy, when we're fixing to exhort our brother, when we're fixing to speak life over ourselves. You told David, exhort yourself in the Lord, God. Sometimes there's nobody there to exhort us. Well, I'm going to look in the mirror and exhort myself, and I'm going to say, you're a mighty woman of God. I'm going to say, you got the power to transform lives. I'm going to say, you got the anointing to cast out devils. I'm going to say that you that you a good wife. I'm going to say everything opposite of what the devil's saying to me. I'm going to say it and speak it over my life, and I'm going to speak it over this city, and I'm going to speak it over this region. God, I thank you that I see people painting businesses. God, I thank you that things are coming up and looking up. I thank you that that guy that lived four hours away said, I might move to cross it because there's places to work, God. I thank you that you told us you was going to open up places for work, God. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.